Yeah, well, welcome, everybody. Obviously, you're tuning into the Cloud and Clear podcast here from SADA. This is our uh, Cloud Transformational podcast. We've got a fresh new year, fresh new look, um, and some fresh new faces on the podcast, including myself. So it's I think everybody here is new. I don't nobody's done this before, right? I think we're all new to this. I did one, but you did one. All right. Well, Mike's the pro. Maybe you should be hosting this, thing, right? So, well, hey guys, I'm super excited to have you both here uh, with me. Uh, just real quick, I'm Rocky Giulio. I am the director of security, go-to-market, and solutions at SADA uh, for 2023. So we got a whole bunch of new, exciting offerings and stuff that we're all, the three of us are working on. Uh, some of which we'll talk about here today. Uh, but with that, uh, along the line with me is uh, my little brother and definitely way more smart in the security area than I am. Uh, and uh, this is uh, John Julia. John, you want to say a quick hello? Yeah. Thanks, Rocky. Yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm um, happy to be on the show. And um, John Julio, I've been with SADA a little over two years now, leading the security efforts. Um, background in both a DOD, military, and private sector, uh, building and deploying security programs at various different organizations, uh, moving into the cloud as well as part of that, modernization, uh, figuring out where does security fit in all of those different efforts. Um, so yeah, happy to talk about security today on the show. Yeah, nice and good to have you here. And of course, always good to be working with my brother. So excited about that. And uh, Mike, uh, you want to introduce yourself. Mike Laramie comes from our office of CTO. This guy's a rock star uh, when it comes to all things security. So it's really, Mike, I've really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit more over the last month or so here as we've started ramping this stuff up and uh, excited to have you on. Yeah, thanks, Rocky. Uh, you know, likewise, feelings mutual. Uh, Mike Laramie, as Rocky mentioned, I'm associate CTO of security here in SADA's office of the CTO. And we work Kind of alongside most of the teams within SADA, both around you know sales engagement and also technical product guidance and uh, you know evangelism for our security offerings uh, out to the field. So happy to be here on the podcast and talking with you about 2023. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, and to that end, you know 2023 is I, I think it's going to be a really interesting year. Uh, John and I were talking this morning about some of the trends, some of the things we're seeing. Uh, you know. Security, obviously, top of mind, continues to be top of mind for everyone. You go read the top CIO reports, you know, what's top trends in the industry. Everybody always reports security, security, security. Um, but that that brings a whole bunch of challenges, right? Uh, and I think one of the biggest things we're going to see, I read an interesting article on Forbes where they're talking about how the challenge of insurance uh, coming into 2023, whether that will begin changing this year or not. Um, but the expectation is that these insurance agencies are going to start putting pressure on the board and or just leaving it at the feet of these organizations to all of our customers. Just, hey, you've got to secure your stuff and we're no longer going to give you insurance to cover that breach if and when it happens. That's huge, right? From a security perspective, I think that really puts a lot of onus on all of our customers, on us uh, to have good programs in place, uh, which is again, why I'm so excited about this, this new opportunity, this new role is there's so much to do here and it, always continues to be such an important piece of what our customers are doing, right? What are they doing today, tomorrow? Um, and then around all that, it touches every area of your business because now it's not just, hey, there's some tech stuff that we need to harden up here, right? But but there's financial impact to not doing so. And that, that really brings it kind of front and center for everybody we work with on a day-to-day -day basis. It brings it to the business units, right? Uh, so there's this is a new challenge and it's, it's kind of a unique thing. So kind of with that thought of just top of mind security trends, I think that's going to be, in my mind, I think that'll be one of the biggest areas is just 
the effects that's going to have on the decisions being made, uh, tools and dollars spent on services, and you know, even just internally uh, where teams focus, I think that's going to that's going to have a huge impact. But John, Mike, your thoughts, uh, top trends, you know, tr- like that. What do you think about uh, that industry trend there? Yeah, Mike, I'll, yeah, I'll let I mean, you go take take a stab at that one first. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I I think that it's it's spot on, right? Like especially as cyber attacks are on the rise and it's not, you know, if, but when it doesn't matter what size you are because automation is coming into like, you know, preliminary attacks. And it's really just, if you have an open attack surface, you're going to get compromised at some point, you're going to see a insurance premiums continue to rise until they're untenable and B insurance companies, as you mentioned, you know, pushing the board to say like, Hey, you have to do something like risk, risk transference, isn't going to be a sustainable option anymore. You can't just say, ah, we're not going to worry about that because we're going to, we're just going to transfer that risk over to the insurance company, right? So if you look at that, like if you, there's a, there was a survey um, released recently where 81% of companies that, that this company surveyed had experienced a cloud security incident and almost half of those had experienced multiple cloud security inc- incidents within the past 12 months, right? So you're gonna have, I think teams making a larger goal or a larger reach into securing their cloud security posture, like implementing cloud security posture management solutions where they may not have been previously and just kind of saying like, oh, we know what we're doing. We're good. Like, no, you have to start introducing some automated tools here. Um, you know, John, I'll, I'll hand it over to you to kind of, what are your thoughts on on that one? Yeah. So it is super interesting. And as Rocky mentioned, yeah, we were just talking about this. So um, it's something that's been sort of changing for a while now. Um, it's actually been very interesting for me. I've kind of been, been tracking it uh, pretty closely as far as what's happening there. Um, and I think that the insurance has the potential to have a larger impact on our industry as a whole, um, more so than I think any other regulation, because, um, you know, like I was telling you this morning, Rocky, like PCI, you know, there's there's certain compliance regulations like that, and they're they're all just a small sort of slice of the entire world, right? There's only certain people that have to comply with PCI, but everybody wants insurance, right? Mike, to your point, you know, everybody wants to transfer that risk and um, have that sort of peace of mind if something were to happen that you know they've got some someone that's going to help them cover some of that risk, um, and so you know changes to that have massive impacts just across the board for you know, every type of company. So um, yeah, it's, it's gonna be a very interesting trend, certainly to continue to track into 2023 to see what, what happens. Um, I think that it's an area where, you know, companies like SADA can certainly help uh, to, you know, get to a point where there's not as much risk in the organization. Um, you know, various different offerings and things that we can we can talk more about. I'm sure we'll we'll mention uh, here throughout this podcast. But um, yeah, I think it's a super interesting thing to keep track of in uh, in 2023. Yeah, and I think it brings front and center some of the need to Mike. You mentioned automation. Uh, you know, there's tools in this that are emerging around like cloud posture management that help highlight you know misconfigurations. As far as I know, if I look back through like through breach history and some of the reports that have come out of these major breaches, 
in almost every situation, if not in every situation, it was some misconfiguration somewhere, right? I'm thinking of like data exposure. I forget what it was. It was like a uh, an Azure storage resource that somebody had like left open to the world and mm-hmm. you know millions of customer records got exposed. And then there's the T-Mobile breach that was like a gateway that somebody just connected to their production data for testing purposes, left it sitting out there. Um, and then, you know, hacker found it, got into their databases and dumped 108 gigs of data. Like, you know, this is the stuff that tends to kind of keep coming up as the source of the breach. It's misconfiguration. We've talked, I mean, last year, John, you and I were talking at a customer event about shifting left. And, uh, you know, that kind of resonates with everybody. I think as you talk about security, everyone wants to do that, right? We want to bring security into the front end of our development processes, into our application stacks. But where I'm seeing the challenge is how do you do that, right? So one of the things we've been talking about is kind of this uh, confidence, security confidence program. Um, and wrapped around that is really all of the offerings that we have uh, with inside SADA's security practice, stuff that you guys have already been working on with customers. Um, but you know, just with those thoughts in mind, Mike, um, John, what do you guys think is kind of the first thing uh, for a customer? If you're thinking, all right, 2023 insurance company is going to drop us, what do we do? So the thing that immediately comes to mind there is, is an assessment, right? You, you have to know what you've got, you know, you've got to know what your posture looks like overall. Um, so going through everything, you know, not, not zeroing in on any one area per se, but just taking a step back and looking at the security posture of the organization as a whole and understanding where you might have risks and where you should focus you know, what are the areas that you should put your limited resources towards? Um, you know, where are the holes in the in the overall coverage of the organization? Is it, you know, posture management like, like we talked about? Um, you know, is it something else? Zero trust is, you know, obviously huge buzzword uh, right now. I'm sure it will continue to be into 2023, but, um, you know, taking a look at those types of strategies, that could be super important. So, yeah, I think starting with an assessment, understanding just where you are. Um, if you haven't already done that, is it is a great first step. Yeah, assessment always tends to be kind of that key, you know, it's that hinge piece, right? Where are we? Where do we go? What do we what do we focus on? Um, and you almost hate to say it because I feel like every, you know, I've been in this industry for almost 30 years. And almost every time you say, well, you know, I need it depends, right? It <laughs> yeah. depends on where you are and what you're Bill doing. Consulting, but it does depend. Consulting right? answer yeah. 101. It depends. <laughs> That's right. It depends. That's where you are. So Mike, Mike, your thoughts, man. It's spot on, right? Like the when you when you think about things like the NIST cybersecurity cycle, right, where identify is number one, right? You can't protect what you don't know you have, right? So I think that that assessment of what are what is our cloud asset inventory look like? Um, not to use a Google specific term, but that's a, a you know they they named it a little generically, but it's a good good anecdote for it, right? Like what is my cloud asset inventory? What do I have within my cloud environment or cloud environments, plural, for folks running you know, multiple organizations? And then working on it, okay, great, I have these storage buckets, I have you know, these hosted services, I have these VMs, I have these Kubernetes clusters. What are they doing? What type of data uh, are they processing, right? Where are my risk factors? And then bringing in that posture management around like where are my misconfigurations, which are still, you know, one of the leading attack vectors, right? So just kind of getting an understanding of your landscape uh, is a great first step. And then from there, you know, going into continual detection of those things, right? Bringing in that cloud security posture management that we're talking about, 
protecting your users with that, you know, those zero trust offerings, bringing in, you know, more robust log analytics, right? Those are the next logical steps. But I think first you have to understand where you are in that journey and what your next steps are going to be. Yeah, it's so critical to just really making the right moves is is to really map out where you are. And I think that's why, you know, that's why I like the idea and the and 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 I'm I'm excited about this confidence program that we've built out, right? Just being able to say, okay, where are we and how are we going to get to a state where we really have this comfort in and at least that we're doing the right things, right? Nobody's ever breach proof, right? And I think that's, you know, that would yeah. be great if we could get there. But um, you know, every time we come up with a new solution, uh, you know, the bad actors are out there coming up with a way around it. Um, and it's, they're well-funded, right? I mean, it's, it's, there's so much more money on the table when you think about like, uh, you know, these, uh, what are the encryption schemes? Sorry, ransomware. There we go. Yeah. There's a term, um, you know, it adds a, a financial component right now. They're incented to go and find a way around your tools and your platforms and and really, you know, get paid to do what they're doing. And so that, that has really changed the game. Obviously we all know that it's been happening for, for a long time now, but, um, but it really brings front and center the, the importance of understanding where you are and what you need to be, you know, focused on it kind of to that end think about people process tools, right? So if I'm people first, like where are my people? Where are they at? Um, I think one of the challenges that a lot of our customers face is is in the people side, the talent pool is small and it's hard to get, right? And if you do get someone on board, uh, turnover is high as well. Uh, You know, I mean, we see that just in the consulting industry, you know, finding the right people takes a long time. Um, so we've built out a really stellar team, uh, which is hard to do. Um, and so being able to bring those to bear for our customers is huge. Uh, you know, what do you, what do you guys see as kind of some of the difficulties in the people side of, uh, you know, of the people processes and tools? For me, that's one of the most uh, astonishing statistics that I've seen uh, while, I, you know, in, in the past couple of years of doing research on this is that I think, I believe it's since 2019, there's been a near zero unemployment rate in cybersecurity. Uh, there just aren't enough people to fill the jobs that are needed, right? So I think one of the things that we'll see in the coming year is the, A, the need for more automation, right? And speaking from a maturity model, right, we're talking about, we've identified, step one is identification, you know, implementing some sort of posture management to to watch what's happening. But going back to your conversation around shifting left, bringing those procedures and policies in place earlier in the development and deployment lifecycle, so those misconfigurations never get deployed, let alone detected, uh, will make you know, your security team's job so much easier, right? The earlier you can catch a misconfiguration, the less effort it takes to remediate that configuration up to, NIST did a study where it was up to like 30 times the amount of effort to fix a misconfiguration in production versus catching it in design, right? So just think about that like as a force multiplier. If you can implement these, you know, infrastructure as code and policy as code procedures and you know start developing security scanning earlier in your software development lifecycle, so you're not releasing vulnerable software packages into the wild uh, or into production, right? You can really enhance your team's capabilities and do do more with less effectively. I think the next step from there is, you know. Looking at vendors who are implementing, you know, and machine learning is a buzzword, right? MLAI, everybody's going to claim that they're doing it in their product, but really looking at, at products that are building those machine learning models out so that you, you don't have to sit there and kind of guess what the next attack looks like, right? Or what rules do I need to write this Friday, right? Something that learns the environment or uh, adopts itself and, and updates itself as it sees changes in the environment to make your alerts more efficient, right? And reduce the fatigue on your existing 
um, security teams so that you don't suffer burnout. You, they don't want to leave because they can't handle the amount of noise that's being generated by the systems in place. I think that's really going to be something we're going to see our um, you know customers and prospects really want to adopt this year as well. Yeah, automation is so huge in just being able to provide that relief, but also just deal with that personnel shortage, right? I mean, if you've got zero yeah. percent is unheard of uh, in this industry, let alone any other. Uh, yeah, you you don't have a choice. You've got to be thinking about how do I get the most out of the teams that I've got, um, as well as in a 2023 you know macroeconomic climate of uncertainty. Uh, uh, who's going to go out and hire a bunch more folks, right? Uh, yeah. It's it really does take time to step back and say, okay, wait a second. Um, in the overall investments that I'm going to make, uh, yes, you need people to do this, right? There has to be somebody that's dealing with these things and handling some of these uh, breaches or potential breaches, misconfigurations, et cetera. But um, that's where you know partners like Sada really can can come in and provide you know, provide good help uh, on an ongoing basis. We've got a whole, you know, flex team, we call it that, you know, ramp up, ramp down based on your needs, um, doing a lot with security on our customers there, especially when it comes to shifting left, uh, which is, I think, a very unique thing that Sada's doing is taking that uh, code-driven infrastructure principles, right? GitOps principles, DevOps principles, DevSecOps principles, bringing them to our customers and saying, hey, let us help you by getting these things out of your backlog and getting them into production. Yeah, John, thoughts, thoughts on that? You know, the people side of this is, is obviously a challenge. Yeah. And you've, you've dealt with that firsthand, so. It remains a challenge. And I think on the, on the people side, the biggest challenge is just the, the culture. So all the things that we're talking about are, are great principles uh, and practices, but there's still so many people that aren't used to operating that way. Um, they're not used to thinking about things that way. So shifting to this automated mindset of, you know, systems thinking and, um, you know, trying to get out of the, the toil is what, you know, we often refer to it as that that's just a totally different way of thinking. Um, it requires in a lot of cases, different team structures. Um, we talk about this a lot when we talk about like a security operations center. Um, and some of the, some of the changes that are happening in, in that world, as far as just how the teams are made up and, and the focus on automation and having like a team now that's focused on just doing automation. Like that's, that's their whole job. They're not really security analysts per se, like looking at events, they're, they're focused on how do we automate some of these things away. Um, so more, you know, of a code first focus, like a developer mindset. And so it's just, it's just a different way of thinking about it. And I think from the, you know, the people perspective, I think that's a big challenge for the security industry as a whole is to shift towards that new mindset and that, that different culture. Um, that's where I think, again, you know, you guys touched on this too, like that's where we can help. Uh, that's where you, know, you can look to manage services to you know give you that example to show you okay this is this is how this looks in the real world like this is how this looks in my organization um, and even if you don't do it forever right you at least get started off on the right foot um, and you have somebody going to show you okay this is this is what it looks like to operate this way yeah that's huge I mean the culture thing is such a challenge um, and we've seen that I mean Mike I'm sure you've seen it as well like over and over and over again, you go to a customer, yeah, we're trying to do this, we're trying to do this, but people just don't operate that way or they just haven't traditionally, uh, especially in like the security space. Uh, you know, your typical IT admin or your typical security analyst, like we're used to looking at tools, 
you know, doing a deployment through an interface somewhere. Um, and that just means a shift in the way we've been working. Um, and so, yeah, John, not to, to keep harping on the flex services thing, but I'm so excited about it because we can just plug in and start doing it and start operating that way. And that helps get the momentum going. Um, and that's the benefit. I mean, we all talk about agile, this agile, that, but, but there is real benefit and getting that momentum going and shifting into those practices. So that, because the better we get at that practice, the faster we're going to go in this case, the more secure we're also going to be right. The more confident we can be in our security posture. If from day one, we've been thinking about security in the way we do code and the way we do these deployments and the way we build and operate and log and test, et cetera, which actually that, that brings up a whole nother thing. Go ahead, go ahead, Mike. That's a good point, right? Like as, is for leaders who may be listening to this, right? Like, and we're talking about, um, you know, they're like, oh, God, we have to change our entire development paradigm or our security process or, you know, all these things. And there's a zero unemployment rate. So where am I going to hire people to do this? Like your existing teams want to learn this stuff, right? So when you have, uh, like, this is a huge upskill moment for, for the industry. And when you have teams available, right, whether it's SADA, whether it's somebody else, available to come in and kind of teach these practices and get people into the foundations, it's like a flywheel, right? Like it, it's people fear what they don't understand. And I'll be honest with you, like the first time I had to work with Terraform, I was terrified, right? Um, yeah, that's, that's witty. Um, but <laughs> pun not intended. Uh, but it's one of those things where it's like, once you learn how to do it and you see how easy it is, like, you know, I don't need this. I have my bash scripts or we use Puppet or, we, you know, we have all of these configuration management tools in place that, um, you know, become this unwieldy beast that is hard to change. But once you start learning about how to simplify those and use easier processes and bring those configuration and scanning tools earlier in, um, as opposed to waiting for you know development to throw something over the fence and security to say, no, we can't do this, right? Get those teams working together, get them understanding each other's uh, goals and objectives and how to achieve those, and then get the teams upskilled on both sides on how to leverage those tools you're going to see such a faster rate of delivery for new services, for feature enhancements, right? It's going to be a boon for the business across the board if you can get these teams working and you can bring in a transformation or a managed services or a consultancy team like our, our Flex Services to, to upskill those teams and get them working in that method and then eventually get them self-sustaining once the flywheel is kicked over. Yeah, and that is the beauty of that service is it's not, yeah, I think you even built it out month to month, so it's, it's not a, hey, you're in here, sign a 12-year deal, right? Yep. And then our guys are going to do security for you from now on or or whatever facet of the infrastructure and operations that they're doing. But rather, hey, let us come in alongside you, let us teach you. Um, and I think that's key really through all of our service offerings is let us help you learn how to do this. Yeah. Um, you know, and I can say that with confidence because my brother owns all that. And uh, so it's on him to make sure it happens. Yeah. But, uh, I was, but I know I was it does. Say, right? I, 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 know I was going to reiterate so. anyway. So like, yeah. yeah, we do that. We do that all the time. <laughs> we talk about that all the time. You know, teach a man to fish, right? Yeah. It's it's much more valuable in the long run. You know, we, we never want to just come in and, you know, do something and um, kind of, you know, wash our hands and move on, right? Like we want to work alongside of our customers and you know anybody that we work with to always be teaching them whether that's over the shoulder or you know actual like formal sit down trainings um i've done those myself like even outside of security like got into an engagement and they wanted to know more about like terraform and github and it was like okay well let's talk about terraform and github for an hour um and we did that as you know part of the engagement so 
um, yeah, we, we always want to take that approach in our services. And that's the stuff that gets you more comfortable, right? Mike, to your point, right? How you got a team that probably wants to do this, but they haven't yet had a chance to do it. They're, they're bogged down with the stuff they've got to do day to day anyway. Um, you know, I'm thinking about like the number of tickets that some of these things produce, yeah. right? Just the alerts, um, you know, taking the time to go clean that up, right? Let alone, oh, and now I'm going to learn how to do some Terraform code to implement policy as code uh, going forward or whatever it is, right? So those are those are definitely big challenges uh, in the year ahead of us. Um, and then it really does lead right into the whole process side of things, right? Which is, it kind of, I think it's already come up a bunch, right? Bringing in automation. Well, you don't just bring in automation, right? You yeah. You need to have specific policies that you're building against. You need to have processes that you're trying to enforce, right? Like just automating, uh, what's, what's the old adage? Like, you know, uh, with coffee, you know, I drink a lot of coffee. I got my coffee cup. You've seen it on the, the camera here a few times already. Uh, you know, coffee helps me do stupid things faster, right? Like we want to avoid that. <laughs> uh, so Mike, John, yeah. you know, thoughts on that. And just as you start thinking about automation, which you should be, it, there's the importance of the process around that. Yeah, like a quick, quick byline before I'll, I'll toss it over to you, John. But I, I always had this mantra that like, and it seems simple, but people don't really think about it. But like, you can't automate processes you don't fully have documented, right? Like crap in, crap out, right? Like if you don't have what your desired end state is, how to achieve that end state and where that end state's going to be like mapped out, like it's really hard to automate that. Um, if you're just automating... You know, here's a VM, right? But you're not automating like any of the controls around it. Like you, you might as well have not even automated it. Um, so that's just kind of same way. You can't protect that which you don't know you have. Like you can't automate that which you don't understand. Um, that's that's really to to me like that's the core component is you need to have an understanding of what your what your policies and what your goals are before you start down the automation journey. Yeah, and that's one of those areas where I think a lot of people get scared too because you think. Oh, I got to have all this documented, right? And you think documentation, I'll never get that done. Or if I do get it done, it's out of date, right? I don't think that's really what we're, what you mean there, right? No, it's you don't more need a full like SOP. You just need yes. to understand like, hey, I don't want open firewall rules. Okay, cool. Like we can do that real quick, right? Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and now you've got a policy that you can have uh, and, and measure against, right? So if you're talking yep. about like something like cloud security posture management, so you, great, you got this tool that's going to go out and do all the scanning and give you a whole bunch of stuff to go work on which ones do you care about, right? Well, let's yeah. start by defining that, right? The obvious ones, we don't want open firewall ports that go to, into production, right? For no reason. We don't want yeah. uh, open access to all our storage buckets and so on and so forth. John, John, thoughts on that? Yeah, no, it's, uh, I was just thinking about the the saying, you know, coffee helps me do dumb things faster. Um, you know, <laughs> I, not that I've ever done this before, but, um, you know, scripting and automating things can, can definitely break things uh, a lot faster. Uh, again, not that I've, not that I've ever broken anything with a script. Uh, <laughs> like taking a bank, a bank down, you know, because you scripted out the deployments of other VLANs and then oops, forgot. No, something. never, never done anything <laughs> like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, thinking about those things. So you mentioned process, right. That's, that's kind of step two is like, you have to think about the impacts of the automations as well. And the, you know, you have to have those checks and balances in place. Um, because yeah, you can, you can fix a whole lot of stuff really fast, uh, with automated things, but you can also, you know, break a lot of things really, really fast, um, with automation. So, um, there's a whole bunch of like baby steps and things that you can do in between. I think, um, 
there's some things that come to mind. Like when you say automation in the security world, you know, people kind of think a lot of times about like automated response and, you know, that, that can be really scary when you think about like, okay, what if I, uh, lock out my CEO and, you know, they didn't actually do anything wrong. It was a false positive or something, right? That's, that looks really bad on the security team. Uh, when you impact your business by some sort of automation that was put in place with great intentions to protect the organization. Um, so, but there's a whole bunch of other stuff that you can do with automation uh, before you get to the point where you're you know, taking action. So in terms of that event or that, um, you know, the thing that you saw that you needed to take some action on, right? You can bring in a whole bunch of context with automation that can help your humans make better decisions faster. So it doesn't have to go all the way to, you know, full like event happens, I lock out my CEO, right? Um, you don't have to go there, but you can give your analyst that's going to look at that event a whole bunch more information about it by doing automated things like going to, you know, virus total or um, go you know, query some other system somewhere and take the data that you have about what was the endpoint involved, what was the you know, identity involved. Um, you know, you can do those types of things with automation before you get to the full, you know, locking people out stage. Yeah. And I think that's the importance of kind of bringing it back around to where we started, right? That's the importance of a program around security. It's, it's not just, okay, I did an assessment. Great. I got a bunch of stuff I got to go fix now. Well, what's next, right? And how do I, how do I fix those, right? And so in, inside of our confidence program um, is really that idea of let's start understanding where you are and then start helping you make this migration of, of left. And I'm, I'm doing left on the screen. I hope it shows up that way in the video. I just realized it might be backwards, but uh, if you're tuning in, imagine that going left, right? That's all. Uh, and that's, that's the goal here with our security practice uh, is we want to be able to help our customers uh, understand where they are, uh, bring right, the right resources to help fill in the gaps. Uh, you know, if your team is, if you're short staffed like everyone else in this space, no worries, right? We've got partners that can help with things like managed socks. Uh, we've got obviously our flex team that we've talked about here a couple of times already today. There's professional services to help with things like deploying cloud security posture management, teaching Terraform and automation, uh, and on and on and on the list goes. I don't, I don't want to just go into like, you know, solution pasta here. Um, but, but there is uh, a lot that we can do, and I'm excited to have you know you two guys side by side here as we get going uh, into 2023. Um, and this will definitely not be the first and and last episode of Security on Cloud and Clear, but we will we'll have a lot more uh, conversation around what we're doing, what we're seeing from customers. So, Mike, John, final thoughts as we wrap up today's show. I think that that's. Uh... A, a great summer. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, I'm excited to continue the series with you. I'm excited to see you, you know, take the mantle of hosting this on uh, and, you know, happy to help with any future episodes that may be coming up. In parallel, we also have our technical empowerment series uh, where we'll take kind of a deeper dive into more of the technical aspects of some of the things that we talked about on this show as alongside, you know, a few other topics uh, that we'll be hoping to get published out. So uh, if you haven't checked out any of our prior technical enablement or technical empowerment series, you know, Highly recommend that you check that out. You'll find a link to it uh, in the show notes or if you subscribe to the, the SADA channels. Yeah, and, and then along with that, the ebook. Ebook is coming. Yeah, the so that's right. It's, uh, I know we're going back and forth on kind of the final stages there. So that'll be out shortly as well. Um, just wrapping around all of all of this stuff we've been talking about today and a whole bunch more. So John, final final thoughts from you. My, my final thoughts are um, security is a big word. Um, 
I think that's that's kind of a theme that we sort of joke about this internally, right? Uh, one of our other uh, CTO, he and I you know, go back on this all the time, but like, you know, you you say security, right? There, there's a lot that goes into it. So yeah, absolutely. It's a huge area. Um, it's ever expanding. So uh, we are here to help. Um, security is not going away anytime soon, right? Um, and if you need assistance, like the security assessment is a great way to get started, um, figure out those areas where you, know, you may have some risks. So yeah, happy to help out anybody and everybody and always happy to chat about security. Thanks, guys. Nice. Well, thank you both for joining me today. This has been super fun and I uh, can't wait to get this uh, get this year kicked off, man. So uh, let's go 2023 and uh, make all the things super secure. Sounds good. Love it. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.